Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you had Oklahoma City coming back from a 3-1 to deficit in their opening round playoff series inspired by Paul George and a monster start to the game, if you thought that was going to play out, you are a loser. You get nothing because the Oklahoma City Thunder are finito. They are done in the NBA playoffs, and I never cared much about the Oklahoma City Thunder, but I do have some schadenfreude. I really do enjoy watching Russell Wilson, who's such a sourpuss, 
uh, or what is it, Russell Wilson? Russell Westbrook. When I see Russell, Russell on the mind, Russell Westbrook, when I watch Russell Westbrook, and I guess apparently he didn't talk after the game. I don't know, he, as of about 10 minutes ago, he hadn't uh, spoken after the game. But Westbrook, when I see him, who got off, pretty good start, right? Pretty good start. Uh, I, I was in a, a text conversation with somebody I used to work with in in radio. We we're going back and forth, and we we're like, "Well, you know, Westbrook's playing pretty well." And the guy's like, "You can't, you can't rip Westbrook. He's having a good game." Because at halftime, it was a close game. Westbrook, uh, although he wasn't shooting the ball particularly well, you're like, "Ah, it's okay. Everything's all right." Uh, but sure enough, by the end of the game, Russell Westbrook had uh, just just disappeared. We'll get to that in a minute. But congratulations to Damian Lillard who was already a superstar, but this is his signature moment now as an NBA player. It's the first round of the playoffs, right? I was told back in the glory days of the Clippers that you can't have your signature moment in the first round of the playoffs. That's one of the rules. So I guess you really can't say that's the signature moment because it's the first round of the playoffs. But it was an amazing performance by Lillard, who the final stat line, which people are going gaga for, Damian Lillard ended up putting up a total of 50 points but it's the final shot of the game that was the cherry on top of the Sunday. It was the magnum opus uh, for Damian Lillard. The work of art was complete, and uh, here's how it sounded. Damian to the front court, 10 seconds. Lillard now in front against George, 5 seconds. George backing up, Lillard doesn't want to pick. Dame going for the win, a three-pointer for the game. Damian Lillard there with the game winner, the great Brian Wheeler. Boom shakalaka on Blazers Radio with the call. So the the shot from about 40 feet, give or take, you know, 37 feet, 38 feet, who the hell knows. But Damian Lillard, it was right parallel to the Moda Center logo on the court. You know how you go to an NBA arena, you watch a game on TV, they have the logo for the arena kind of near midcourt, and Lillard was a couple feet above that, and he knocked it down. And then in classic showmanship, uh, waved goodbye to the annoying Nats from Oklahoma City. Uh, Said, bye-bye, get out of here, bye-bye. But uh, that's how it, it all went down. So the Blazers move on. They'll play the winner of San Antonio and Denver, which now looks like it's going to be Denver, but there's still some work to be done for the Nuggets in that series. The second round in just five games for the Blazers. They have five games they advance. But you know, rather than chase rainbows and talk about puppy dogs, a lot of people in radio, you listen today, a lot of people in radio and television will be talking all about Damian Lillard. They will be waxing poetic. They'll be massaging Damian Lillard. They'll give him a bubble bath. And he deserves all that. Uh, but on this show, that's not how we operate. We know the better story is in the losing locker room. And Oklahoma City has been jettisoned from the NBA playoffs. They have been kicked out. They gone. Uh, Now, this was unavoidable. Even if Oklahoma had won this game, they were not going to come back and win this series. But let's discuss what did happen. And anytime a series ends, in professional basketball in particular, but in any sport, we ask a similar question. So this will not be any different than these other times with teams being eliminated from playoff consideration. The question is, how much is Russell Westbrook to blame for the Thunder losing the playoffs? Now, I'm going to be fair here, because right? one thing I strive for 
is accuracy in broadcasting and being completely fair, transparent. Uh, I'll be fair. I'm going to give – I got a blame pie here. Uh, I'm cooking up a blame pie in the oven. So I've got Westbrook at 90%. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I've got Russell Westbrook at 90% of the blame for Oklahoma City being in this situation. Uh, my thoughts to expand, we have Tarzan, Toothpaste, and Storybook. And we will combine all of these things together into that blame pie and we'll cook it in the oven for about 15 minutes and we'll all have a little slice of the blame pie. But most of it goes to Russell Westbrook. Now, A, Westbrook as the headliner, top of the fold headliner, Broadway show, A number one, this goes with the territory. So you don't feel bad for Russell Westbrook. I don't know anyone that would feel bad for him. He's very unlikable. But when Kevin Durant left, Russell Westbrook became omnipresent for the Thunder. It was a great mitzvah that Westbrook decided to stay, and people had him going to play for the Lakers. Everyone, every player has to go play for the Lakers. Uh, Westbrook chose to stay. Oklahoma City, as a as a gift to Westbrook, as an olive branch, gave Westbrook the LeBron James package, and they did everything they could to accommodate the wishes of Russell Westbrook. They even went out and found him a second star in Paul George. They bent over backwards for Russell Westbrook. And during the regular season, people continue to be mesmerized, the uneducated basketball fan, by the sizzle reel of Russell Westbrook. And they really enjoy that. And in the playoffs, he turns into a paper tiger. And all of the warts are shown in the postseason for Westbrook, and it continues here. Again, this is a, a classical example of all of the criticism of Russell Westbrook. He has done nothing, nothing to change the current uh, away from that. Uh, and despite all of this and the, the franchise bending over backwards, Russell Westbrook does not want uh, to, to change. He, he does what he wants during games. Billy Donovan, who I guess is the de facto coach, is powerless to convince Russell Westbrook to adjust his game. You cannot upstage the headliner. And during the regular season, the, the, the people that were all fired up and all this stuff about the, the statistics and, and all the great numbers and all that, the old phrase that used to be used for the NFL draft there was this old draft guru when I was a kid, and they were talking about players in the NFL draft. It applies to Russell Westbrook here. Looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane was the line that was used. And you could add on to that, performance smells like Cheetah uh, in the playoffs, right? And that's how it goes. Russell Westbrook in playoff situations post-Kevin Durant is the term is uh, jag, jag, which is just – a guy. He's just a guy. Look at the numbers. Oklahoma City, since Durant left, has played 16 playoff games. They've lost, out of those uh, 16 games, they've lost 12. They're 4-12 and 12 in the playoffs. Now, it's a 250 winning percentage in the postseason post-Kevin Durant. And part B of this, this happens to be a pernicious situation because year after year, before you know it, the years start piling up. And before you realize what's happened, Westbrook suddenly becomes old. The Thunder eventually will be wicked bad with Russell Westbrook. And you you cannot put the toothpaste back in the tube. Westbrook is not going to evolve his game if he stays in Oklahoma City. This is my position. 
right? Westbrook, because he has free reign, right? Why would he? He has been empowered. And, you know, I, I do respect that he's bullheaded. I'm bullheaded also. But uh, I, you know, he's not going to change. He's a total mashugana when it comes to this. And he's the big man and all that. He's got the super-duper max. And if, if you gave him truth serum, Russell Westbrook actually would say, I, I don't mind this. I actually like this. I'm okay with this. Everything's okay. Yeah, you know, we're, we're really fun during the regular season. I've got my numbers. And what's not to like? Right? I can be the ball hog. I can bogart the stat sheet. And it's, you know, it's all good. So when you take a step back in playoff situations, this is, a, again, perfect example. This was set up perfectly on a tee. All I have to do is go up there and whack away, right? Playoff situations, end of game, mistake-filled, hot mess. That is Russell Westbrook. He makes dumb plays, often turning the basketball over. He takes horrible shots, and what does that do? It leads to the thunder coming apart at the seams, which is exactly what happened in this particular game. What's my evidence? All right, the final three minutes and eight seconds, the Portland Trailblazers closed the game out on a 13-2 run. The final eight possessions for Oklahoma City included Russell Westbrook missing not one, not two, but three shots, and in that final eight possessions, he was also called for an offensive foul, a charge. So, so he missed three shots and had a turnover. Now, to be to be fair, Paul George also missed a couple of shots, and he had a turnover. But Russell Westbrook is the man, right? He's the man. And this has been the argument against Westbrook uh, that, that we've made on this show and other people have made, the critics, and it's accurate. You can say, oh, I like Westbrook, but this is an accurate critique of Russell Westbrook in the playoffs. And the, the Thunder – vanish at the end of these games. It's a ship disappearing over the horizon as you lie on the beach, uh, and it's gone. See you later. There you go. Goodbye. Bye-bye, as Dick and Dayton said. Bye-bye, as as we like to say. So anyway, all right, so – so where are we at? You know, this this is going to be wash, rinse, repeat as long as Westbrook is in Oklahoma City. Because again, there's no motivation to change. Why would you change? There's no point in changing because you've got the super duper max and they let you do whatever you want. They're you know pathetic people that we're so happy to have a star. We don't want to tell him not to do it, the dumb stuff that's killing us. And so he continues on. Now, last word on this. My advice to the Thunder. You know what you need to do? You need to put Russell Westbrook on the trading block. Now, here's my theory. All right? My theory is you see what the NBA world would give up for Russell Westbrook. Right? You see what Russell Westbrook, his value is for his unique skill set. Now, remember... The Thunder still have Paul George. Not, not that he's he's an A star. He's more like a B star. But l- let some team window shop, kick the tires on Russell Westbrook, and let's see. Uh, that would be a wake-up call. So you don't have to trade him per se. That could be the wake-up call right there that could lead to change. The winds of change. This is what's known as the Hail Mary approach. This is what's known as the Hail Mary approach. All right, so you've got that. And so where could Russell Westbrook land in this hypothetical trade scenario? I'm glad you asked. I've already figured it out. See, I've already done that. I'm thinking ahead is what I'm doing. By the way, we will hear from Russell Westbrook. I just found 
some uh, Russell Westbrook audio, so I'm sending that to Coop right now. Um, that's called multitasking during a Mallard monologue. It's called multitasking. Anyway, all right, so I've, I've got Russell Westbrook traded. All right, where could he land? I've already, I'm ahead of you here. I worked it all out. I got the storybook transaction. This is perfect for Oklahoma City. It's perfect all the way around. Not for Russell Westbrook, but for everyone else. Here's the trade. You send Russell Westbrook to the Detroit Pistons for Blake Griffin. Straight up. Russell Westbrook for Blake Griffin. Native son, old Oklahoma suitor, returns to Boomer Soonerland. It's Disney-esque. And, and, and if you don't give the, the blessing of that, there's other trade. There's plenty of other opportunities out there. The Oklahoma City Thunder could trade Westbrook to Chicago for Zach Levine, or Zach Levine rather, and Laurie Markkinen. They could make that trade. Bradley Beal for Russell Westbrook and others is a possibility. Minnesota could trade Andrew Wiggins and Robert Covington. They could get Russell Westbrook. In Minnesota and Miami, they overpaid so many players on their roster, guys you've never heard of with generic names like Ryan Anderson and players like that, Justin Winslow. They could trade some of those guys and and get Russell Westbrook in return. So there's all that. All right, now uh, apparently within the last few minutes here during the Mallard monologue, uh, Russell Westbrook did address the media. He refused to talk about uh, Barry Trammell, the writer – uh, in, in Oklahoma City, the big columnist there. And uh, I guess that's not, I don't think we can play that audio actually, I think that's the wrong audio. But tonight, Russell, we do have the update. Tonight, Russell Westbrook, here's what he said after the game. I have the transcripts. I guess I, guess I sent the wrong link. Anyway, here's the transcript. So Russell Westbrook told the columnist from the Oklahoman tonight, uh, not really sure as opposed to uh, the next question. So he, he did that again, which is what he did similar last time. And, uh, and and so we're, we're getting this, and we're going to play some of this uh, Russell Westbrook stuff uh, momentarily. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox. Hold on a second. I got, I'm going to send you something here. Trying to chew gum and walk at the same time, and I don't know that I'm able to do that, to chew gum and walk at the, uh, the same time, but I'm going to attempt it. All right, so I, I just sent you. I think this is actually fresh audio, Coop. What I just sent you. So let's see if we can turn that around. So apparently this is a Russell Westbrook quote on how he's uh, he's going to process the theory, the series. Uh, this is from a, a TV station, KFOR-TV in Oklahoma City. So this is a clip of Westbrook on processing the season going kaput. My process always look at myself first and uh, figure out uh, what I could have done better throughout the whole season uh, to put – um, our team position to be able to win games. Uh, that's all I look at and figure out how I can be better, um, you know, coming back and how I could do better to help us uh, win the game. Yeah. And he's wearing, he had a Disney hat on. He had Mickey Mouse on one side and Do- Donald Duck on the other. Well, they've got that new Star Wars thing that's opening up soon at Disneyland, so he probably wants to get there. And he's got plenty of time to go to Disneyland. Uh, yeah, so there's uh, Russell Westbrook. We'll have more from Russell Westbrook. We have Paul George also. also. Paul George by George, the man that was assigned to stop Damian Lillard. He didn't stop Damian Lillard. Uh, here's Paul George, uh, who's uh, critical, critical of the guy that put up 50 points for the other team. I mean, that's a bad, bad shot. I care what anybody says. That's a bad shot. Uh, but, hey, he made it. That story won't be told. That it was a bad shot. Um, we live with that. Right. Now, 
Let me explain something to Paul George, okay? Garbage. Let me tell you something, Paul. And I know this because I criticize professional athletes for a living, okay? I've done this for a long time. Let me educate you, Paul George. That is only a bad shot if it doesn't go through the net. The moment that shot goes through the net, the moment the light goes on in the arena and the game is over, that doesn't ever get mentioned as a bad shot. That is an extraordinary shot. That is a showpiece. Uh, that is, we use the line uh, magnum opus. That is what that is. That is an oil painting. Okay, that is a stroke of genius. So to say that's a bad shot, the moment it goes in, it is no longer a bad shot. It has been upgraded. Okay, it has been upgraded. Uh, and, and so, you know, deal with it. It's emasculating to have a player knock down a game-winning shot from the logo of the arena and then wave goodbye uh that is that's that's great great showmanship and uh, there you go all right so ben maller show on fox we say hello to edmund dallas steamboat willie judas solid gold garcia i want to point out eddie multitasking as we were doing i, I the heard monologue, that I heard finding that. russell westbrook audio. that's nothing for you because uh, you and i started at this network way back when when we did all kinds of crazy stuff we behind did. the scenes we were juggling chainsaws cutting highlights yeah. doing <laughs> updates yeah. yeah you laugh roberto it was crazy man we had no editors here we had to we do had, it we all ourselves had, we had chris lindsley who's still here i think i never yeah, see him he lurks, he lurks in the shadows he, he's uh he hides in the grass but i every once in a while i'll see lindsley but yeah lindsley was the only editor and it was so funny because we had the the people that worked in the news desk had to do editing, and uh, some of the hosts were complete douchebags. And we'd have these big meetings, and they would call out Lindsley, who was by himself for not getting the eight highlights from the eight different games. And Lindsley's blood would be boiling in these meetings. Now, fortunately, all those a holes are gone. The people that were at those meetings, uh, but it was I remember sitting near Lindsley at one of those meetings, and he was so upset. <laughs> he was just the, the one uh, good thing about those shifts back then. Yeah. They went by really fast because you were literally doing something every second. There's, a, I mean, yeah. hey, we just had a home run in that uh, Royals game. Okay, I got to go over to the third computer now and go find it and cut it. Well, up. And, and to be fair, it's much easier now than it was in those days because back in our day, Eddie, uh, it was harder to find necessarily all the uh, the stuff. The process has matured to find much of the, uh, yeah. the audio. The technology has made it much uh, much more friendly. But that is great that. Russell Westbrook, the final eight possessions, had three missed shots and was called for charging. Uh, I, I think that is... Uh, it's clutch performance. I think that's just... That's great. Paul George had a turnover. He missed two shots in that, uh, that stretch. So that was, that was a solid was a solid stretch for Oklahoma City basketball. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad at all. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. So I, I was watching the Nuggets, as I was trying to say, I was watching the Nuggets in the Spurs game, flipping around, and uh, the, the, the early part of the, the NBA schedule was just dog food. Uh, Brooklyn didn't show up. Orlando didn't show up. Uh, they just they one two three Cancun. Uh, they just they they wasted the fossil fuels and all that to travel to these other locations, these other outposts in the NBA. So then I was like, well, maybe the Nuggets game with the Spurs will be close. And in the first quarter, you know, I'm watching the game. I'm like oh, yeah, Spurs, uh, they they had the lead early on, and Nuggets took the lead. The Spurs after that, the rest of the game. Never led. <laughs> After the first quarter, from the, the start of the second quarter to the end of the game, the San Antonio Spurs trailed by as many as 30 points and never, ever had the lead. And they shot 42% after the first quarter the, the rest of the way. Not that they shot that well in the first quarter because they were, they were bad in the first quarter also. They were actually worse than that in the first quarter. So what does this mean? 
Well, it means that after Jamal Murray went 9 of 16 from the floor, had four three-pointers, that the Denver Nuggets, with his 23 points, are now up 3-2 to two in the opening round of the playoffs. They have to now go on the road. They take their act back to the Alamo for Game 6 on Thursday, and Jamal Murray's got, a, got something going. Now, he had a complete dud and uh, just a terrible performance in game number three at six points in that game. But in the other situations here of late, three of the last four games, he's he's had around 25 points, 23, 24 points in these last couple games. He's been great. And so as Jamal Murray goes, so go the Denver Nuggets. And you also look at Nikola Jokic, who fills up the stats a little bit here, a little bit there. He's been doing that all year uh, for Denver, but you know, not not the, the gaudy stats because you didn't have to play that much because the game was over. There was extended garbage time uh, in this particular game. But the better story is in the losing locker room. San Antonio, there was a stretch in game two when the Spurs had that 20-point lead after taking game one. You're like, oh, this series is over. This series is over, and uh, the NBA media that love to just slobber all over Greg Popovich, slobber, 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 uh, they were just laying it on thick how much. We love Pop. Way to go, Pop. Another masterpiece from Greg Popovich. And now you're like, wait a minute. uh, What's going on? This is not very encouraging uh, for San Antonio. It is not uh, at all where, where they're at right now. So... The question, we're going to frame it this way. The question is, what do you make of this particular series with the Nuggets being up 3-2 to two over San Antonio? Where are you at on this? Now, I have annoyed the Rubicon and the wise guys. And we will mix all of this together into a nice little casserole, and we'll cook it up for you. We'll see how it goes. Now, the, the initial thought, which in two proven wrong, is the proper thought uh, at this moment, you look at this series and you're thinking, this has to give heartburn to all of those people. If they care, the people on San Antonio, they care, the players and the coaching staff, because they were given the golden opportunity. I just referenced it. At game one win, game two, 20-point lead, you're in great shape, you're, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. That was a brass ring opportunity. They took the brass ring, they dropped it on train tracks and allowed the, the locomotive uh, all the way through the, uh, the the long train down to the caboose to ride over the brass ring opportunity. So this is a distressing situation. you got to think that the window of opportunity was right there. Not that the Denver Nuggets are a sleeping giant, because I wouldn't classify them as a sleeping giant. I'm not, I'm not there yet, but they certainly woke up. They got woke. The Nuggets got woke by San Antonio here. And so it's got to be annoying. I would think you'd be annoyed if you're the Spurs. And Greg Popovich now has to meddle going back to San Antonio. It's the old Psych 101. The Spurs strike me as a fragile team. That is what they strike me as. But in addition to that, more than just being a fragile team, the outsider's opinion of this version of the Spurs is that they are a flawed team that the uniform says one thing it's kind of like watching the Yankees right now and the Yankees have a bunch of minor leaguers but they're wearing the Yankee uniforms so you're like wow it's the New York Yankees and then you're like well what the who the f's that guy I, I've never heard of that guy what what's what's going on but I look at the Spurs here and I'm like well yeah some of these guys have had good 
good careers, very productive, LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. And then you look at a guy like Derek White, who was the hero for one night, and how, how's he doing now? How, how Derek White do since that performance? How's that going for him? Let's see. He was on the court for 21 minutes while he was out there in this last game. San Antonio was outscored by, oh, nothing, 20 points. Uh, and he had a terrible game prior to that. So it's, it's just it's not the same same mix. And a lot of people just, it, it takes time for people to realize that the pendulum has shifted a different direction. That it's not the disciplined, high basketball IQ, Spurs, all those buzz terms that we use about San Antonio. It's not that. You know, it's, it's a Spurs team that going into the final week of the season was dead even with all the other teams at the bottom of the Western Conference playoff race. They were right there as a chess game going down to the final couple of games where everyone settled into their final landing spot in the West. Now, the second thing is where are you at with the Nuggets? Now, the, the Denver Nuggets are feeling pretty good about themselves. They're like, hey, you know, we, we survived, we got through the hurricane, and now we're feeling pretty good. But the problem is now there's like a tsunami that, that could be approaching. You say, well, how, what, what kind of tsunami could there be? Look at this. It was a, a fine performance. It was a dominating performance by Denver. And uh, the, the, the altitude, who cares about altitude? They, the Spurs looked like they wanted to go home and go on vacation. That last point, I, I don't trust the Nuggets is what I'm trying to say. Because you got to cross the Rubicon. And you should be cautiously optimistic. I guess that would be the right term. Cautiously optimistic about the Nuggets. But this, so much of this drama-rama in the NBA. And it, it's a scenario, when you look at it, it's like, well, it's not that difficult. All the Spurs have to do is win a home game. And then the pendulum shifts back and you're like, wait a minute. The Nuggets are at home. You're not supposed to lose a Game 7 at home, right? Everyone wins Game 7s at home pretty much in NBA history. And so then all of a sudden the, the, the script flips. So while it feels good for the Nuggets, they had to win this game. If they lost this game, then it would have been uh, you know, pretty much game, set, and match. Now the last word on this, we're going to hear from some of the reaction from the locker room, but the last word on this now, I look at a situation, I look around the NBA, and while I certainly am very confident the people's team – the, the most popular team in America, the Clippers, will come back against the Golden State Warriors. I, I feel very good about that on Wednesday night. But if that shouldn't happen and the Utah Jazz roll over and play dead against the Rockettes, the NBA is looking like, wait a minute, we got nothing. So this is where, our, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you say, where are the wise guys? Right? Where are the wise guys? Right? We used to call this a Sopranos special when that show was on. You know, a Sopranos special here. You look at this, you're like, where's Tim Donahue? Where's, he, where's his, his money at? The NBA needs something. They need something dramatic. Now, they got the Damian Lillard shot, but that was, you know, if he missed the shot, big deal. It goes to overtime. Even if Portland lost that game, they still have two more opportunities. Game seven. This is the last hope. Am I wrong on that? Re- real, the last realistic hope for a Game 7 in the opening round of the NBA playoffs. So if you need that, you've got Game 6 on Thursday, and it would set up for a made-for-prime-time, what, Saturday night, right? Saturday night extravaganza. The second round starts on Sunday for the Eastern Conference, and then the, the West could start, I guess, on Monday or Tuesday. I don't know the, the NBA schedule and all that. But if you're looking at the, the writing template of the NBA – which uses the same writers of the professional wrestling ranks, and you look at that template and you're looking for the narrative, well, the narrative is Saturday night, 
back in Denver, right? Talk about a cliffhanger. Who are you going to take, right? The Greg Popovich-led Spurs or the upstart Denver Nuggets at home. Oh, the drama. The story within the story. Oh, my goodness. All right, it is the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Now, Greg Popovich, who's a douche, uh, was being a douche, and you'll hear the question and uh, the answers, and he was asked a very simple question, a basic question, of course, Greg Popovich, being a jerk, just like Russell Westbrook decided he didn't want to talk about. Your thoughts, Coach, on uh, the last five and a half quarters, the Nuggets have uh, pretty much dominated your team in game six. What adjustments are you looking to make? I'm not interested in adjustments right now. Game just ended. Maybe I'll look at the film first. Yeah. Uh, maybe you should make more shots. How about that? Maybe make, make a few more shots, possibly. Uh, here's Popovich. Uh, this is a version of a quote we love. My favorite drop, one of my favorite drops is the John Tortorella, we sucked at a time you should not suck which is wonderful. It sums up every athletic contest where a team loses. It's the perfect soundbite, but Greg Popovich, in his own unique way, addressing what the heck happened to the Spurs. They just outplayed us in every facet of the game. We missed a lot of chippies in the first half. It could have been a much more even game in the first half. We missed a lot at the rim. But I think overall, their competitiveness, they got five threes in the first quarter. They just played well in every in every way. We've got to have more guys playing well for sure. We sucked, and we sucked at a time that you can't suck. So he actually answered that question. We didn't hear the question, but he answered it. So I have a theory. My theory is he liked that reporter that asked the question. He did not like the other reporter, so he buried the other guy, and he answered the question, whoever that person was, probably one of the Spurs beat writers, he answered that question. Uh huh. All right, what about DeMar DeRozan? Now, he knows about losing in the playoffs from his days in Toronto. Uh, legendarily, pratfalls and face plants and slipping on all kinds of uh, items on the, the wet floor there in the NBA playoffs. Uh, anyway, DeMar DeRozan took 15 shots. He missed nine of them. He, he was terrible in the game like everyone else in the Spurs. So, DeMar DeRozan, uh, sum up your thoughts here on the Spurs in this situation. Um, yeah, they came out tonight, did what they were supposed to do. You know, they shift the momentum. Um, winning on the home court last last game, and um, we knew they was going to have confidence coming home, playing. You know, um, shake their hand. You know, um, they beat us down pretty bad. It's all about how we respond Thursday night. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we all knew that. Captain Obvious, thank you very much. Captain Obvious, DeMar DeRosa. There was one other quote I saw from... Malone, uh, Mike Malone, or Michael Malone, the formal Michael Malone, the coach of Denver. He went on a rant. I saw, I was, I don't know. Yeah, did we have that? All right, all right. So Michael Malone went on a rant about Greg Popovich. And I want to explain why this is so stupid. He's a dumbo. I'm going to explain. But first, let's hear the rant, and then I'll kill him. All right, here we go. Why is Greg Popovich not in the Hall of Fame? Right, that that's something that has to be like we talk about it all the time, and you know the NBA doesn't have their own Hall of Fame. I know that's not about tonight's game, but how is that guy with five World Championships not in the Hall of Fame? And you have some of these college coaches who put up big money to help them get in that are in the Hall of Fame. Nothing against the college coaches, but Greg Popovich not being in the Hall of Fame is a damn shame. All right, let me explain why uh, Mike Malone is a pandering dumbo. 
the coach of the Nuggets? And I'll tell you the answer. The reason Greg Popovich is not in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame is because he has asked not to be in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame until he retires from coaching. He has made that request. That's why he's not in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, stupid. Why don't you ask him? You're a contemporary coach. You sound like an idiot. You go on this rant. I mean, get some knee pads next time. My goodness. It's ridiculous. Stop. Uh, we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Gold, Garcia, who's right over there hanging out. Do they usually elect coaches that are still active into the Hall of Fame? It's the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. They, do they put they everyone want. in there. <laughs> Listen, you put a peach basket, a peach basket up when you're like eight years old, you're qualified to be in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm. That's right. I read that somewhere on the internet. I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. They have all these different Fugazi categories and all that. Have you been to the you, – you wouldn't go to the Pro Basketball. You, you could be in Springfield, Massachusetts, in front of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, I'm not going in. Yeah, I'd probably do. If, I, if, if for some reason I was uh, in that circumstance, nah, you would I not. might walk in. I don't it think does, you would. depends on how much they charge. Are they charging to it's, get in? I believe it's $24 mm. to get in. I looked it up because Coop asked me a question last week about somebody who should be – oh, it was Lou Williams. Is, uh, yeah, is, is Springfield, Mass. Uh, in the Boston area? Uh, n- no, it's like a two-hour. No, two no, no. You fly to Logan. You got to get in a car. You no, rent no, a car. No, you got to no, drive no, a couple hours. It's not going to do that. It's uh, not not in the the greater Boston area. It's out out in the sticks. My grand my grandfather from that's where he uh, my my mom's dad from Springfield, Massachusetts. Was that right? The, uh, the day, yeah. Found a diploma. My. My grandmother, I found her high school diploma from like you know, a million years ago, almost 100 years ago, and I looked up the high school. It doesn't exist anymore. So evening evening high school, they yeah, called it. My dad's high school does not exist anymore yeah. either. You think our high, we'll be, our high schools will go away? I guess all, do all schools just they vanish eventually? I, thought, I always thought schools Actually, mine doesn't either. Really? Your high school doesn't yeah. exist, Roberto? You're yeah. not that old, Roberto. Yeah. What's up with Bellarmine that? Jefferson High School in Burbank don't exist no more. What wow. happened to it? Did it... Uh, uh, I don't know. So they didn't manage the school right, I guess. And did they change? Our dice has got rid of it. it? Oh, okay. Oh, I got you. Uh oh, no touchy feely going on there. Nah, I don't know. Okay, all right, all right. That that doesn't happen in that. No, no, it doesn't happen. No. Internet legend. That does not uh, <laughs> not take place. It's all embellished. Absolutely. All right. If you want to be part, the number 877-99 on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. You can be part of the Bafo Sacco program. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And you can join the festivities there. I feel bad for Rob in Vegas. He's having a late night foodie run. He's very depressed about the uh, certain outcome. Comfort of- food, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's hitting. Well, if you're in Vegas, that's a good spot. There's a lot of restaurants open late. Although I've noticed that not Vegas. Not everything's open late. There's, there's, every hotel has one t- restaurant that's open, but a lot of stuff closes down. Yeah, like the, the food court, the crappy food in there, that, that's usually open. Yeah. But all the good stuff, they, they close yeah. eventually. Same thing about New York. It's not yeah. crappy when you're hammered. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. But it's like the same thing in New York. Like New York, you think, wow, the city that never sleeps. No, that's, a, that's just a line in a song. Uh, <laughs> the only, you know, you're late at night in New York City. I've been there many times with my brother. You want to get a bite to eat? You're eating a turkey sandwich from a corner deli is what you're doing. That's what you're doing, okay? <laughs> Not that's, even a pizza place? Do they, are they uh, there's a hours? few, but there's mo- a lot. Most of them close. 
Now, when I needed a late-night foodie run back before I became a person that lives a starvation diet uh, during the week, but I, I would hit Tommy's in Hollywood. That would be my spot here in L.A. Tommy's, late-night chili burgers. I loved it. It's part of the reason I became oh, morbidly yeah. obese, but I enjoyed every bite of those delicious cheeseburgers, chili cheeseburgers. Delicious. I hardly have Tommy's, but when I do have Tommy's, I... Feel terrible yeah. for like about a week. Oh yeah, it hits you right. <laughs> it hits you right in the gut. Tommy. And yet you'll go back again, won't you? Yeah, I'm going go back in about two months. It's this. It's the equivalent from a a burger perspective. Like when you when you're a kid and you eat ice cream and you you get that brain freeze. And then as <laughs> yeah. soon as it, as soon as it goes away, you're right back. You're like, I want more of that. Give me it more. Won't of happen that. again. Yeah. Yeah. When that it was a, it was a uh, it was a fluke. When that chili cheese burger hits your gut and you feel it right right and you're, and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be really bad to get out of my. Body. But oh. then, but then a couple days later, boy, boy that was really delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that was really, really good, and I'd like to have <laughs> yeah. more. I'd like to have more of that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Uh, just fail me, Coop. Go ahead. Yeah. You failed it. <laughs> <laughs> you get nothing? That's it? Yeah. I, get, I get nothing? Right, do you, you want me to do Mallard to the one degree? Yeah, Mallard to one degree. Let's do Mallard to one degree. All right. In response to Dave Gettleman implying that Odell Beckham Jr. was creating a culture problem, OBJ kind of agreed with him and said that yeah. he's a cancer to a place that's okay with losing. Ben, do you think the cancer Beckham brings is in full remission? No, Odell Beckham is not the problem, and the the, the Giants are, are still screwed up, right? A, Dave Gettleman, who again sounds like he should be selling uh, air conditioners, Dave Gettleman and the Giants catering to Elijah Manning. That is the cancer. That's the tumor, and the Giants continue to employ Elijah Manning. He's holding them hostage, and the Giants... They have a bunch of people around the organization who are afraid to challenge Eli Manning and distractions. Oh, the perceived distractions, boogeyman. Stop. It's silliness. And B, Odell Beckham is your typical diva receiver. He's not any more outrageous than any other diva receivers. He didn't tear down the Giants. This is It's, it's all revisionist history. In fact, he has been the most exciting player they've had in recent years. And in his own words, cancer only on a team that's okay with losing. I'm with Team Beckham. How do we do, Coop? You fail. That is a win. First one-question win of all time. You lose. What? Good day, sir. Blame Antonio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. And away we go. It is time for Password. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. All it takes is 15 minutes to find out if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And GEICO offers coverage for more than just car insurance. Got a motorcycle? Geico's got you taken care of. They got you covered. Got an RV? Covered. Got a boat? Covered. And there's so much more Geico could help with. Plus, don't forget the discounts. Go to geico.com today to see how much you could save. That's geico.com. Let's meet our contestants. First of all, from the Alamo City, where the Spurs got curb stomped by the Nuggets in Denver last night. Joe in San Antonio. Hello, Joe. Thank you for having me, Dan. We'll be fine next year. Anyway, oh, oh, next year? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I just wanted to say I forgive you. you, for, what do you, why, do you why do you forgive me? What, what, are you, what are you talking about? 
I don't do birthday shouts. I'm not going to wish you a happy birthday. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't want don't. you to have a great birthday. I don't. I don't want you to have a one fun birthday week. That's why I'm letting you play the game because I don't want you to have a fun week because you're going to lose. Unless you, happy, unless you, happy birthday, you old man. Unless you pick me, Joe, and then. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play with you, Ben. No, don't do that. Don't play with Eddie or Roberto or Coop or something like that. Don't play with me. No, it's you and me, baby. Uh, schmuck. He's gonna. I know what he's gonna do. He's gonna sabotage the game. Tony, are you there, Tony? You want to play, Tony, in St. Paul? Yes, sir. I am. All right, buddy. What do you do for a living? Uh, Joe drives a truck. What do you do for a living, Tony? Uh, machine operator. Machine operator man, Tony. All right, very cool. Who do you want to play with, Tony? Apparently, I'm out. You've got Eddie, Roberto, or Coop. Let's go. Eddie Garcia. That is the matchup. Okay, this is an old-school matchup. We have a list of words, 1 to 10. We don't have a lot of time, so let's get right to it. Joe, pick a number, 1 to 10. I'm going to say 6. Number 6. All right, let's go with support. What? I think it. Uh, believe. Nah. Eddie. <laughs> All right, Tony. Uh, ben said support. My clue for you is root. Root. Support. Take your time, Tony. Root. Take your time, Tony. Don't mind the show and the fact that we're running into a brick uh, wall. Friend. Friend. All right. Friend. That's a terrible answer. Mm. Uh, let's go with Joe. Let's go with clap. Hmm. Oh, come on. Really? Applaud. No. no. Back to Eddie. We go. It's password for idiots. Let's Who picked these words? Uh, you did. You picked the number, actually. You picked number six. So no, we had, we had su- support, root, clap, applaud, <laughs> wrap it all together. I'm gonna Let me give you a s- spectator. Um, audience. Uh, all right. We're going to throw the word out. Yeah. Uh, we were trying to get cheer. Cheer. Uh, you're up, Eddie. Number six is out. I'm going to have a scoreless game. Go ahead, Eddie. Uh, Tony, one through ten, but not six. We're at number seven. All, All right. right. Even seven. better. Boy, it gets even better. <laughs> uh, Tony, the password is speculation. What are we doing? Seven? Oh, no. Eight. eight, eight. No, we're doing seven. Are we doing seven? seven? Oh, okay. Speculation. Uh, th- what? All right, let's go with <laughs> estimate. Estimate. Uh, oh, come on, Joe. <laughs> come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's it, Eddie. I love the game. That's over. Happy birthday to you. Joe's the big winner. Another password. Got a murder. Got to go. I won't brag about this one, though. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.